1: Welcome to Full Coverage, a podcast by Beauty Addicts for Beauty Addicts. We're your hosts. I'm professional makeup artist Harriet Hadfield. And we've got the lovely, unprofessional beauty junkie, Lindsay Kelk. Hello. <laughs> and um, we, we feel like we should address where we are right now, because obviously we came to you from <laughs> Vegas last time. And we're currently in a man cave, more specifically... Lindsay's boyfriend's uh brewing
0: garage yeah. it's a storage space underneath our apartment <laughs> full of brew equipment a kickboxing kickbag and some suitcases
1: yeah and we have the garage door open so we're feeling all kinds of fancy right now and yeah. you, you there may be some background noise we're aware of that but it was this or no podcast yeah. and we, we wanted to do it
0: background noise buses buses um, helicopters we, we've had it all so far the fridge the brewing fridge yeah, is the brew humming fridge. Uh, Some passing dogs were quite near a dog park from a five star suite in Las Vegas
1: to the brew garage um yeah so we're just keeping it real um and we just want to say as well guys thank you so much for all your support so far we're really loving doing these podcasts make sure you keep all your questions coming in because it's nice each week if we have anything you guys want us to talk about um and again that's just at full coverage pod um and i think we should start off as always with some new news new news new news we still don't have a jingle we're no. working on one that.
0: day and i want them to be like really 80s and lame yeah. yeah i want it to
1: be like you could imagine us wearing lycra Yeah. <laughs>
0: Possibly multicoloured, like the Green Goddess. Like something
1: you see that you send your friends on Facebook.
0: Nice. Just like that. Yeah, just like that and with a headband.
1: Well, we've got some very exciting pieces. Um, One that I think will actually be one of my highlights of the week. But I think I'll let you intro it, Lindsay, because you're always good at explaining these things.
0: Why, thank you. I don't know if that's true, but I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, A couple of weeks ago now, which is bonkers because this year it's flying by. Yeah. Flying by. Um, I went to Kate Somerville. Uh, which is both a person, oh, a, bo- a person, a brand, and a place. Oh, madness! I didn't know that. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I went to the Kate Somerville uh, skin clinic in uh, in West Hollywood. It's on Melrose. It's in Melrose Place.
1: It's very nice. I've been there before. I've had a facial there. It's beautiful.
0: Uh, so I went there to meet with Kate herself because she is a person as well as a brand, uh, and she introduced us to some of her new. Uh, products that are coming out for this spring summer and there are three I think we were shown all together and one is a moisturizer which is super spendy uh, and I'm trying that out because I wouldn't want to it I think it's $250 and I don't want to sit here and tell you about something that's $250 and without properly testing it Yeah, yeah it's only available in the states and until I know for sure that I would say spend 250 dollars on this yeah we're not going to talk about it but the two things that um i do want to talk about is um so there is the wrinkle warrior eye cream uh which is an extension of the wrinkle warrior line that launched this the original um wrinkle warrior face cream launched this january and it sold out in sephora in like 10 seconds oh wow it, was, it sold out right away which wow. was really interesting. Um, it's a serum moisturizer hybrid. It, I, I just didn't get on with it personally for my skin because yeah. my skin's quite dehydrated and it needs more rich uh, products. I like rich. Yeah, and this was, it's a very serum jelly, a gel cream formula um which actually sometimes I'll put it on if I know if I'm like going to go to the gym and I just want something light on my face I'll use it then yeah uh but I didn't love it even though I know it's super popular so lots of people did um but the wrink- <laughs> wrinkle warrior eye. <laughs> I
1: love watching your face now each time you say wrinkle eye. warrior oh, wrinkle
0: warrior <laughs> wrinkle warrior I've not even had a drink yet um
1: <laughs> we are in a brew cave as well so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are in a brew cave I love this. I really like it. It's um a, a gel cream mm. eye product. I'm going to put some on the back of my hand so Ms. Difficult Eyes can see it. Yeah. Uh, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Like it's a really silky creamy texture. Oh, yeah, it absorbs nice. right away. I've been using it for about it's 2 to 3 weeks and I would genuinely hand on heart say I've seen improvement. Yeah. Um I've got less puffiness uh i've seen an e- i've started getting fine lines i've got a couple of little laughter lines don't have a ton don't know yeah. why always laughing me um, <laughs> but i haven't got a ton of lines around my eyes but i am i am starting to get dehydration and fine lines under my eyes and this has definitely helped and i'm really really mega impressed um, that sounds like a great one with makeup because i
1: think the yeah. hardest thing for me with eye cream is makeup artists i've got to be honest on set or on shoots i don't tend to use it that much unless i know i've got like an hour and a half with the person and i can pop it on while they're having their hair set no i so agree the fact this like set you know goes in straight away i think right away really beneficial. and also
0: um if your eye makeup does start to look a bit dry or it gathers underneath your eyes i find popping a little bit on top just, just to the, refresh the tiniest bit and tap it onto your ring yeah. finger and tap it over Very the top nice. and i think that refreshes nicely yeah. the texture really reminds me of the estee lauder um, advanced Night Repair eye cream which yes. I really loved and that's in a jar and this is in a pump I'm I so prefer. prefer a pump
1: I know it's bad but I'm lazy at the best of times and you know I, I'm generally quite strict with my skincare I've got it down I know what I like but for me I still tend to miss eye cream and that's yeah. because I've got to open another little fiddly jar Yeah, well, a bad reason pumps but... are
0: airtight it's going to last longer it's going to deliver you generally speaking it's delivering the right amounts you're not overusing or underusing yeah. there are so many positives and and things that are better about using a pump. I've forgotten all my words. Um, (laughs) But there are so many advantages and benefits to using a pump over a jar and this kills it. Um, And and we've talked about it before. I've never been a massive advocate for eye cream because I think a lot of eye creams are just regular moisturizers in yeah. a smaller more expensive or they jar. take
1: a really long time to kn- it's not like something you're going to see a visible difference no you know, exactly like it a moisturizer a or maybe a toner you know they take a while to actually if have i'm effects.
0: using something like the elemis pro collagen marine cream which i usually am that's my go-to moisturizer like you can take that up to the eye you can yeah. use that in your orbital bone and around your um, under eye and it's perfectly safe because it's a very light gel cream yeah if you're using something really heavy yeah you need an eye cream because if you put something heavy under your eyes you'll get puffiness. But um, and like you say, it'll be hard for makeup to sit. Uh, but this has won me over, uh, and yeah, I'm really, really excited. Nice. Plus, it's supposed to look like a lady bullet. Um, it it's a little pink like... and silver <laughs> bottle that's supposed designed to look like a massive bullet. Almost looks like um, a giant
1: pen, like something you would buy like at does. the zoo when you were a kid in the '90s.
0: <laughs> the original moisturizer was designed to look like a hand grenade. Apparently, oh, so we that's found the, that the out theme of the event. We f- yeah, it's because it's the theme. we this was I was less cool on actually the theme of. <laughs> wrinkle warrior which is why it's warrior is we're waging war on wrinkles <laughs> they're that's testing t- me
1: they're testing you that's too many w's in one we're sentence. waging
0: war on wrinkles um yes definitely would recommend this definitely pick it up if you're in sephora uh which is where it is right now definitely check it out and they do ship to the uk for yeah. people who are worried about getting hold of kate somerville in england sephora does ship uh, and who knows when it will make it over to the UK? I keep hearing I rumors think it's and being uh, told. Yeah, it's I soon. keep hearing
1: that at some point because I I could really imagine it in like a big beauty department, like in Selfridges or something like that. Yeah. So that would be or great to see NK. that. Yeah, like, get it I, was, back. I feel like I we think definitely because it's been
0: bought out now, isn't it? It's, it's owned by is it Unilever. I don't know Uh, but it's been bought by one of the big companies Kate's still in charge but it's backed by one of the big companies so there's no reason for it not to be well maybe that will be coming soon yeah
1: um so the other product that I'm incredibly excited about and Lindsay got to test this out before I did is um it's got one of those long names it's It's got a long name (laughs) it is I'm gonna just like go for it uncomplicated SPF soft focus makeup setting spray with broad broad spectrum SPF 50 sunscreen you're so close Wow. Okay, well I'm going to break it down what I think it is. Um it's basically a setting spray with SPF. That that's kind of like in a nutshell what it is. And not only that, it's really bloody good. It's, it's really good. A, a fine mist. There's no kind of sprays of little individual dots on your skin. It nope. is Quite literally a mist. It's SPF fifty. It's not chalky. It still feels moisturising. It doesn't need
0: rubbing in. It just sets immediately. Clever.
1: Like I didn't know I needed this till they made it.
0: It's magic mic in a can. It's magic mic. It's unicorns in a can. (laughs) It's unicorns in a
1: can. (laughs) So I feel like a lot of people, and also what one thing that I was saying to Lindsay was, I kind of expected this to be a lot more than it is, considering that Kate Somerville is a luxury brand, um, and it retails for thirty eight dollars. So you know, if you are loving this and you use every day you probably are going to get through it quickly yeah. but i think it's nice that yes 38 dollars is still expensive but it's not you know the 200 hundred dollar moisturizer and
0: also it's sunscreen and yeah. if you're going to invest in anything there's no point spending 250 on a moisturizer and then not wearing yeah. sunscreen because if you think about how much aging and skin damage comes from sun and we exposure, live in los angeles so
1: we have yeah. to take this you've seriously. got to think
0: about sunscreen wherever you are now it's, yeah. it's the most important thing you can do and the best thing you can do for your skin yeah. is protect it from the sun and this is so easy to use. I've been using it on my boyfriend and he hates putting on sunscreen. Like he just loves it on his face the second before he leaves the house. So it's entirely pointless. Whereas with this, he will stand there and let me spray it on his face without causing any trouble. It'd be great for kids. Um, And I use spray sunscreens, but all the other sunscreens I have that are in aerosol cans, you have to rub it in. Yeah. And I would never use them like, I would never use them on top of makeup. I love the fact
1: that like, what is the USP of this for me is that, I could be on a shoot and you know I do have that thing where I'm like I have put some sun cream on underneath but also you get flashback if it's yeah. really high SPF which is troublesome sometimes yes. and, but also I don't want a model to burn if we're out in like a sunny shoot I was yeah. in a shoot in Pasadena last week and everyone had sun cream on and you know for me we kept topping the model up but obviously then I had to kind of reapply the makeup again and remove it around whereas this for me is just a really quick step that's easy effective and it doesn't it doesn't affect the makeup
0: and it's interesting you should mention that because Kate told us at the event that that all the products we talked about that day were inspired by makeup artists because they went to talk to the makeup artists that they um, supply and work with and they said, what do you want? And their one thing that they all said they wanted was a setting spray with high SPF that worked. Yeah, it's such a good idea. I think it's interesting because it is being marketed as a makeup setting spray with SPF. Whereas when... We talked about it with Kate and with their VP of... I think it was the VP of product development. She was amazing and hilarious. And I want to get her on here because I loved her. Um, but she talked about it very much as we wanted to make a great spray on sunscreen. Yeah. And it's almost like the makeup set, setting part came afterwards. Yeah.
1: Because it is moisturising. I'm wearing it now, and I feel like it doesn't. You know, I i been to the gym this morning and just had a shower and come straight to Lindsay's and forgotten to put moisturiser on. And I literally just kind of put some of that on in a lazy attempt to feel like I've done some skincare today. Sweet. And um, I feel moisturised. It yeah. feels well, really good. It's got hyaluronic acid light.
0: in. Um, looking at looking at the results, it's got hyaluronic acid in. <laughs> uh, and also it's got this, which it sounds like pr Blaster, but it's light diffusing silicone powder to blur and soften the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles i'm down but with it that it does it has it does give you that that um, it, it soft focus is look. And
1: i think it's the mist i yeah. love that it's a mist it's so not good. even
0: a spray it's um, i mean they call it a setting spray but yeah. it's. it's a mist like i mentioned it's it, so it on fine. instagram yesterday um and a bunch of people replied to it and said how great they are yeah. they like it too so it's not just us and also it sounds a bit like a, a spray paint on good. your face that's fun. Which I love. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me really happy. So I do that's love that. a big recommend. Yeah, that gets out. Like I said, I think that's probably going to end up being my highlight of the week because it's so good. So we also have a bunch, an absolute bunch, that's a technical term, um, of <laughs> new products from Urban Decay. Quite a lot. They, I mean, a Mac level of a lot. Yes. Like a, a lot of launches. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people know this. I, I imagine a lot of people listening to this podcast already know that Urban Decay was bought out by L'Oreal a few years ago so it seemed natural that they would shift from being exclusively make up to make taking maybe taking advantage of some of L'Oreal's other Homes of expertise so it does make sense that um urban have started doing skincare uh and i think the thing that they've done very well is they haven't just taken l'oreal skincare and slapped an urban decay label on they yeah. actually thought about what does the urban decay customer want from their skincare and what are they going to use it from so it's all about rehab makeup prep and then meltdown makeup remover yeah uh and we played with this in vegas didn't we, we? did before we, we played got with sent it actually yeah i a, a huge fan of several of the products so there is a makeup Meltdown Makeup Remover Lip Oil Stick, which is designed to remove their liquid lips, which is genius because yeah. they are a nightmare to get off your face. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a Lip Love, um, which is basically a lip balm. But we are call it a Lip Love because, aw. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also the Rehab make- Rehab Makeup Prep. Rehab things like you would be taking care after, but it's actually the prep yes. step. I like How that. How interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a, there's a pretty gritty skin polish, which is a physical exfoliant. There's a Pore Refining Peel, which is a peel-off mask. Um, I haven't tried those two yet because I've been trialing an acid peel from Lancome, uh, oh, which you nice. may or may not talk about next time because I'm not sold yet. Okay. I'm not convinced. To be confirmed. To be confirmed. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, and then there's the Hot Springs Hydrating Gel, which actually I do love. I'm going to hand that over for you okay. to try. And then the two products um, that I've tried the most, and they're not in this little box because they're upstairs on rotation – is the cleansing oil stick and the uh, makeup removing spray. Oh, I like the spray. I remember That is is really clever. Now, it's entirely unnecessary. There is no way on this earth that you need a makeup (laughs) removing spray. But it is a really handy thing to have if you are someone who likes their slap if you're wearing a lot of makeup if you're into the current Instagram look if you like a really heavy base yeah you could use this to break it down you just three spritzers and they say spray it onto cotton wool and then wipe it off but where's the fun in that Yeah, I like to spray it directly on my face and watch my entire face it's like death becomes her you can actually watch your face melt it's like you've (laughs) looked at the Ark of the Covenant you are not ready for the glory of God and your entire face has melted off and it makes me really happy I did it and then like ran into the bedroom and was like jeff look and he screamed <laughs> like a woman and it was magical which <laughs> is like black and orange and all <laughs> over my face i did smear it a little bit brilliant but it's really good yeah. so yeah that urban decay makeup removing spray i really like the oil stick didn't love as much but i i don't get on that well with oil sticks cleansing sticks um i do think they're a handy thing to have if you travel a lot yeah. Because it's a solid, so obviously it doesn't count into your liquids. Um, but the removing spray I really loved. And I really like this hydrating gel that I've just handed yeah, no, you. Yeah, that feels really cooling,
1: actually. I think especially if you had, like, redness in your skin, that would feel like a nice treat. Yeah,
0: and it does, makeup does sit on top of it really nicely. Yeah, it feels um, very thin. Yeah, but it does feel like you've had a shot of something. Yeah, so I like That's that nice. a lot, which is the... Uh, What's mm. that? the Hot Springs Hydrating Gels. It's got water from Hot Springs in it. Oh, fancy. Mm, hot springs! But it's cooling. What? How do they do it's it? It's madness. Um, and then we moved on to, the, um, there's a perfume launch. Urban Decay brought out a perfume. Why not? Uh, it's a perfume oil. It's called Go Naked. It's inspired by their Naked line. Uh, it's only three notes. So it is uh, lavender, orange blossom, and sea salt. Mm. And it's designed to smell like the warmth of your own skin.
1: <laughs> yeah interesting it is interesting i like what you're i like what lindsey's boyfriend said he described it
0: in yeah <laughs> i wore it yesterday um it's, it says it's very subtle and i i didn't find it subtle it's got
1: the feeling of like essential oils in it like yes. i feel
0: like that that it's nice in that the oils smell like a real
1: oil it doesn't smell yes. like a fake oil No, it smell. smells very genuine um, and i so do the like orange blossom it. you can smell and it smells like a genuine orange blossom yeah. oil which is nice
0: um i gave it I put my arm out after I'd had it on for about an hour for Jeff to smell it and I said, Do you like this? And he said, It smells like I'm in a shop. <laughs> he didn't clarify which what shop shop, yeah, or where he might be, or whether or not he enjoyed the smell of that shop. Yeah. He just thought it smelled like a shop. Now, in fairness, I wear really light scents, so I wear like Coco yeah. Mademoiselle, yeah. um, and Juliet has a gun, not a perfume. It's but it's it's sexy. It's, it's got a bit like idea, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think it was just unusual for me. I think it's really interesting. It's a really tiny little rollable bottle, but I feel like it would last a while. Yes, because it is very intense. It looks a bit like bit. what
1: the um, Steeler glitter yes, shadows look like
0: it looks like the same
1: kind of container as that yeah so I like the rollable thing I'm always down for a rollable I like yeah. that it is um perfume oil um for me I think I kind of again scent is so personal I kind of feel a little bit indifferent about this I don't dislike it but it doesn't make me super excited if I'm honest Fair. there's other things I love more from Urban Decay
0: I'm interested to see if this is something they're going to do more of yeah um but definitely give it a whiff give yeah. it a try and I want to see more. I want to see more Urban Decay. Let's see what comes next. Yeah, because your next launch that we're going to talk about, because that's all we're going to talk about today, <laughs> is Urban Decay launches, <laughs> is actual makeup. Urban Decay are launching a contour and color correct highlight palette. And it's called the Naked Skin Shapeshifter. Mm. Mm. So there's two options. There is a light medium shift and a dark medium shift. Each palette includes uh, two contouring powder shades, Um shades two dark contouring powder chains. So there's a medium, a dark, and a light. And then there's a pearl highlighter powder. And then there is a pearl highlighter cream, a color correcting highlighter cream, a under eye color correcting highlighter cream, a light contour cream, and a dark contour cream. There's a lot going on. There's a lot in there. So there's you get a lot of your money. nine shades in each palette. Yeah. Four powders, five creams. I would looked at the light medium, Uh, palette which obviously would be best for my skin because I'm extraordinarily pale Uh, I really love the Pearl Highlight Powder, I think that's beautiful and I did um, after slathering it all up and down my arm um, I think the Dark Contour Cream, which I don't use contour creams full disclosure it is a good shade match for me Um, so I think the shade matches in this are good and also the Colour Corrector Cream which is the peachy colour for under eye circles is a really good tone and perfect for my skin so I think if I was super into contouring, I would love this. Yeah. Um, I'm not. So it's hard to say.
1: But I'm the same. I kind of feel like it's hard to judge. It, it's not the kind of product I'd probably reach for in my kit because I know which tones. Like we said, I use one product to contour and yes, I will choose a deeper tone if I'm going for a darker skin tone and lighter it's a lighter skin tone um, but I think a lot of people this will really appeal to especially makeup lovers who love to kind of play with sculpt and highlight um, who want to kind of go full on with the colour correcting and you know um, addressing pigmentation issues I definitely think there will be some people who really love this.
0: Yeah um, I think it's going to be a sell out for yeah, sure. Yeah
1: I think it will be like a really successful launch I just think it's one of those things that if you are into very natural makeup this may overcomplicate it for you a little yes. bit. It may be a bit intimidating
0: but if you want to play it's a good place to start yes
1: definitely because it's
0: all in it's all there yeah so and it's quite a weighty idea. product i feel like you get a lot like for your a money nice gift i think yeah. if you know someone wants to start contouring or if you know someone loves to contour it is quite a nice little gift because the packaging is lovely actually really cute, yeah. i'm not that we about the packaging but i am um <laughs> but it's got a really pretty pearlized marbleized yeah, pretty. box which is really lovely and then there's this little tiny yeah. bit of hollow and on i think the, the other thing
1: that's nice with palettes like this is i like it when they do a palette like this where you can fully um what was I going to say then? Swipe your brush? I was going to say dunk, but I was um, like, that sounds we're gonna a bit swash intimidating. Again. We're gonna swash again. When you dunk your brush into the pan, the pans are nice and big. And I think that's good as well. Like you get a lot for your money and yeah. the size of the pans is good. So you're not going to have that thing where you sweep, like squish your yeah. brush and get three different colors. And there's
0: a huge two-sided mirror inside. Yeah. So that's very really practical. handy as well. And there is a light version and a dark version and the shades in the medium dark are dark yeah so it's genuinely going to appeal to a lot of skin tones which is really nice to see yeah so i appreciated that um well done urban decay well done urban decay and there are three other products in the launch well there's four if you include the brush there's a brush <laughs> it's like a perfectly <laughs> nice brush yeah i wouldn't rush out to buy it no um if you need a fan brush it's a double ended brush and i'm always like yeah
1: i think if you're into cruelty free makeup they do quite good cruelty free makeup brushes
0: well i just think because I double ended stress me out because I don't know how to store it. Because if I store it same, that end yeah. with the brush on the end, that one bit's going to get so dirty, it, yeah. and you can't store it on the fan end. But anyway, that's me and my double ended brush dramas. Uh, <laughs> but The three other products um, the first one is the Naked Skin Illuminizer, which is a pressed powder. And at first, I was really excited because I love the afterglow highlighters and blushes. I love. So I was like, ooh, a new afterglow highlighter that's going to be badass and amazing. And then it was actually really subtle and yeah. it made me sad. Yeah. And I'm then Difficult Eyes pointed out that it's not a highlighter.
1: I think it's more of a setting powder. I def- it doesn't look like a highlighter. I mean, no. I'm not sure if that's how they want it to be marketed, but...
0: I just wanted it to be so badly. You wanted Sexy Robot, didn't I you? I wanted Sexy Robot. Yeah. It's not happening,
1: not with this product. The press
0: release actually says, show up with a sophisticated glow every day. Like the name suggests, this translucent press pe- beauty powder it instantly illuminates, giving skin a radiant look that's damn pretty. Um, so yeah, it's a translucent powder yeah. that's and it's probably more along the lines <laughs> of like the hourglass <laughs> sort of yes. dim
1: light, you know, that kind of thing. Which is nice. So if you like a dewy skin, it's not gonna take away your dewiness, which is no, nice. No,
0: and it's a universal it says universal shade, but on me, who's very pe- uh, fair, it's spot on. Yeah. So I loved it. I don't know how it would be on darker skins because it's
1: very that, fair. Yeah. I mean I think it's it's definitely more finely milled, but the one that's in the purple container. That one for me is a win, win, win. That one, again, I think the premise with this launch is that they're implying you can kind of mix things together. So I know that the... What was it called, this Lindsay? The Velvetizer. The Velvetizer.
0: You can tell because it's got velvet on it's the sticker. It's got stick a velvet up.
1: packaging, which is like <laughs> a loose powder. Um, and the texture of this is incredibly finely milled. Really like It beautiful. literally disappears in a way that you still feel the mattifying effect, yeah. but there's no trace of product. So for me as a makeup artist, love this. I think I'd be using this a lot in my pro kit. I think it'll be a really effective makeup product. Yeah. Um, but they say that you can mix it into your foundation, which I'm not sure I would do
0: the original concept for this or the, the idea behind it is that um, I'm going to again read from the press release because someone's put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, we're, we're um, respecting that. For an extra blown out finish mix a dime sized five pence dime sized <laughs> I still amount. didn't know what a dime was. Yeah, okay, like now I know. It's <laughs> like a five p, but it's ten cents. Okay, good to know. I think nickel and d- I don't know it's a little <laughs> one uh, for an extra blown out finish mix a dime size I've lived here for nearly eight years and I don't know that's really I've only bad. been here six months so oh you God, should know shame <laughs> anyway um for an extra blown out finish mix a dime sized amount of this translucent mix in medium into a naked skin liquid makeup or a naked skin one and done to create an extra velvety feel a beautiful matte finish and added coverage And then they say it doubles as a finishing powder. I think it's an exceptional finishing powder. Yeah, it's exceptional. Like Laura Mercier level good finishing powder. I think it might even be... I'm really interested to have a play with this in my kit. Yeah, it's so fine. Blow your mind crazy, crazy fine. I absolutely love it. Um... I'm not sure about mixing it into my foundation. Well, and I also think if you're going to sell something that it
1: is also a setting powder, what's the point yeah. <laughs> of mixing it into your foundation first and then using it? I'm um, just too
0: lazy. I feel like I do it three times. And then be like, I don't want to shake it out, mix yes. it in.
1: And a loose powder is always more messy. So for me, I'm happy to use it as like a setting powder in the morning and then throughout the day, I might well, just top like, up with like how a How you powder. Gonna, you're going
0: to shake it out into the lid and then mix it into your foundation on the back of your hand. It's, mo- it's going to be a messy process. It sounds messy. So what are we? looking at on the velvetizer $34 that's not too bad, not bad I feel like you get a good size pot I yeah. think you'd
1: have a lot in there It'd be nicer setting under the eyes as well It'd be a really nice yeah. setting concealer um,
0: and then there's liquid aura illuminating mix in medium which is a uh basically exactly that it's a liquid that you mix yeah. into your foundation so you to make it, it more illuminating or dewy um I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one a pass
1: yeah for me this is a pass I feel like the bottle actually makes it look a little bit more iridescent yes. than it actually is the product inside is not as sheeny as the outside of the bottle it's a
0: very 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 subtle effect and i think that's something that cover effects just is blown out the water blown out the water um if you love urban decay that much then go for your life but i think it's just very better things yeah and i already think the naked skin foundations the one and done on the foundation they're very dewy as it is I, i wouldn't think you'd need to add anything Um, but I would definitely pick one of the cover effects. Also the cover effects says like eight shades now, I think yeah. at least. Um, so I would definitely pass on that at $32. Yeah. Um, and, Spend your money on the Velvetizer. Go Um, for the
1: Velvetizer. That is the win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the palettes are, actually, I think this is a really reasonable price, $45. Yeah, that's pretty impressive.
1: For how much product you get. Five
0: creams and four powders. Yeah. I think $45 is really good. That's very
1: impressive. I thought it would be more than that. I thought it was going to be more than that.
0: So, um, all in all... There's a lot of wins there. Yeah, there's a lot Good of wins. Urban a lot of okay. exciting
1: new launches. We're very
0: excited. So that is a roundup
1: of new news. We had a lot of new news there. I hope you guys are still with us. Um today we wanted to talk about things we've learnt from our mothers regarding beauty, and the world of beauty. Um, It has been Mother's Day already in England, but now we live in America, and it is actually Mother's Day this Sunday.
0: It's curious, because Father's Day is the same day, but Mother's Day is after.
1: Interesting. Mm. Well, and we were just chatting about it, and I was saying, you know, it's one of those things that I think everyone in theory it's one of those questions where like what did you learn from your mum with regards to you know doing your makeup or your skincare yep. and I, I know some mums are very into passing down knowledge um some mums you know I think kids now almost give the mums the knowledge yeah, <laughs> like, like really sort of educate them. when that
0: happens
1: but was there something that your mum taught you Lindsay that you feel like
0: you've <sighs> it's so weird so um my, i like, put it on the table because i always make people feel awkward and weird about it but my mom passed away uh about two and a half years ago now so when i talk about my mom it's always in the, you know with the thought that she's not with us anymore and anything yeah. and that was a really hard thing when she did pass away to know that everything you've learned from her you that's a finite thing yeah and i think you'd never think about your parents in that way until that happens that their knowledge to you hasn't there is going to be an end to it it's a finite resource yeah. and there are so many things that i wish i'd asked her about everything in life but even about skincare and about beauty because yeah. they're some of my really happy memories from growing up is sharing that as a mother and daughter um and also with my aunt who's my mom's sister she was such a glamour puss when she was younger <laughs> underused phrase gonna use it more <laughs> uh, and both my grandmothers who both passed away <laughs> within six months of my mom passing away she's just selfish universe um but they were both far more into their skincare. Uh, than my mum was. So I learned a lot from those four women. Uh, my aunt's still with us. I should mention that. She's <laughs> you to be listening to this going, oi, kelk. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the thing, my mum wasn't super into makeup. She had um, eczema and really dry skin. So she yeah. just never really bothered. When I was really little, she was, she would always get the Avon book. And I don't even remember her. Like she would get stuff and never use it, or she would have would, like disgusting frosted lip gl- lipsticks. <laughs> frosted like a lipstick. She had, yeah, she had the middle drawer. Memories. On her. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I could go for that. <laughs> she spent a fortune on a Smashbox liquid metal liquid lip, <laughs> which is basically just a frosted <laughs> lipstick. Um, but yeah, the second I remember, that it was the second drawer in her bedside table. It had like a little wicker basket full of mostly used up lipsticks, and it was all this nasty frosted fuchsia or really icy pink. So the first thing I learned was don't do that. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, she was quite into her skincare in the eighties. She had a lot of Auraflame. Oh, what's Auraflame? Oh. It was a brand at Avon that were these little like pale pink egg shaped bottles. See, I should know because my mum worked for Avon. Oh, there you when go. We Actually, my mom about Auraflame. Yeah, so it was it just was like the epitome of glamour. They were pale pink, millennial pink, if yeah. you will, with like silver detailing and silver writing on them. And I just remember thinking they looked so exciting, and I wasn't allowed to touch them. The only makeup I was allowed and skincare I was allowed when I was little, because I was obsessed with it, which was so weird. So my mom wasn't interested. Um, I had the Tinkerbell lip Ooh. balm and Tinkerbell peel-off nail varnish. Wow. And I thought I was, the yes. like, I really thought I the was bomb The bomb.com. Yeah, I thought I had everything <laughs> going on with my peel-off <laughs> nail polish and my little tinted lip balm. Uh, and, yeah, th- th- I guess actually the main thing that she taught me out of all of this is to not overdo it yeah, and the importance of not having to wear makeup because she didn't. So I didn't grow up with someone who made me feel self-conscious or weird or forced stuff on me at all because my mom didn't wear it. And she also had short hair. So it was an interesting thing now to be someone who loves makeup and is like obsessed with messing around with her own hair that I lived in a house where the alternative to that was shown every day. Yeah. So I was so aware of that choice Yeah. that I think a lot of women don't know that. Like there's so much pressure. Yeah. And actually, maybe that was a huge relief somewhere in the back of my mind to know that you don't have to look like that. And there are actually other options. That's such a nice thing to take away. Uh, What about you? sorry I'm, I'm like just, yeah and I'm literally now I sat here going like oh yeah my aunt used to paint her nails blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, my aunt did teach me that you couldn't touch anything with your nails for like two hours at a time and oh I was that was a good like, lesson I am so that. bad at that oh I mean it.
1: I think the weirdest thing was I was actually a tomboy when I was little like a real tomboy like I remember I loved sports and I played tennis loads so I just lived in trainers and probably had like really smelly feet and was generally sweaty and <laughs> gross um Eww, still and yeah cool. still I, I came today from <laughs> spinning so LA um but I think I still remember from a young young age my mum having like a little tiny dressing room and she had all that you remember the black and gold Chanel bottles the plastic square ones
0: my aunt had some of those yeah Yeah. and
1: I love even though I kind of didn't really under I kind of knew what they were and they smelled really strong but I was like I just like the packaging I always had that kind of fascination with things and if I'm honest I don't think I really started to even like ask her that kind of stuff till later on in life because I was a I was a tomboy till a good sort of age 11, I think 11, 12. And then it kind of went like, I have a lot of respect for my mom in that she totally let me go through what I like to call my experimental (laughs) makeup phases. She's a dude in that, you know, I remember when I did find makeup, it was so extreme and and not even in like an Instagram contoured way. It was like, I'm going to put silver glitter on my eyes and then a gluey blue gel and I I just sort of, I think half of it was the fun of putting it on yep. from a really young age. I knew that I loved putting it on, even if it looked terrible, which it clearly did. And I had two pieces of hair gelled in front of my face. Yeah, I just experimented beyond belief. Like you remember Shout Magazine, you'd get a free horrible blusher that many times I dropped on the carpet or a rug and then would turn the rug over because I just couldn't get it out the rug. Sorry, mum. High Um, pigment though.
0: High pigment. Yes.
1: (laughs) Great payoff. (laughs) But (laughs) I think when I look back, uh, the one thing I do remember my mum saying, and I don't think it was ever like a
0: we need to talk
1: yeah. like it was never like a sit down but she was like just cleanse tone and moisturise and I remember even like from like 11 12 year old her getting us like Garnier toner and cleanser and it just feeling like I was even aware that it felt a nice thing to do for myself and it kind yeah. of like started the day and ended the day like washing and cleaning my face which yes okay most kids hopefully wash wash their faces but um, my husband didn't till about 10 yeah as we've we established met. Jeff yeah.
0: the same I had to explain to Jeff quite recently yeah. what face wash was and I had to tell him it was shower gel for your face yes I've done the same with it's fine but yeah
1: I think that was that was in terms of an actual practical step yeah she did kind of say you know just cleanse tone moisturize don't worry about anything else yeah take my makeup off and again I think you know she let me have my bad makeup phases
0: because which is important
1: yeah and there was no kind of like oh my god you look all you know she (laughs) I mean bless her like she you know if I asked a question be like oh maybe you could do it like this but (laughs) it was you know she knew I had to go through that phase in order to be like hmm you know and i would see and this was obviously before like retouching was the way it is now you know i'd look at magazines and be like how did they do that like i'd really try to like and and then it it did become an interest actually you know led to becoming a makeup artist but it's funny that i you know i had to have my really bad makeup phase and i have a lot of love for my mum for (laughs) being patient and being like i'm sure she'll grow out of it but you know there was never any like god you look awful which T- I think her face might have said it even. If yeah, <laughs> even mine too. she was too, like, you look
0: nice. When I was very little and I, well, I was like 10, 11 and I started being like, mom, I want these things. And she's like, well, you're not having them. And yeah. it was entirely because I was obsessed with my aunt. I just, <laughs> I was so in love with her. And she was so 80s glam. So it's all pink and blue eyeshadows mm. faded into each other. Yeah. And she always had killer nails and she yeah. had her curlers in. And she did used to go to those aerobics classes and somewhere I've got a photo of her in like- Amazing, the, the proper 80s lycra. With the like pale pink leggings and the baby yeah. blue suit over the top. And she was incredible, Um, but I just wanted it so badly. And I remember after I'd asked my, I begged and begged and begged and begged and my mom was like, you're not having it. You're too young. And then for Christmas, she bought me (laughs) a number seven palette. Um, Oh, that was well exciting. Oh my goodness, it was like the most exciting day of my whole life, but she (laughs) kept it in her room. I wasn't allowed it <laughs> and I'd be like, oh I want it so bad it's torture yeah and she would only let me wear it like on special occasions and she would only let me wear certain shades out of it because once in a blue moon I'd be allowed it and I would just yeah. come back with like black eyes <laughs> and clown cheeks and I'd be like hey mom and she'd be like just go upstairs and wash Which, your face yeah there's the flammable. Um yeah so <laughs> she was she kept it at a safe distance but I do think that just made me want it more I was just so obsessed. And then I did the same thing. And when I got in the sixth form and I was listening to Kaniki nonstop, and I had my silver eyeliner. Yeah. And Rimmel did the special line. I think it was called R2, I want to say, but I might be making that up. But they did like a youth line that was a bit more trend driven. And it was like one of the, I just really remember one of the products was called Romeo and Juliet. And it was an eye duo, but it was like blue peacock blue and then gold and it was (laughs) horrible and I obsessively wore it and I used I wore their silver eyeliner and then I saved up and got the gold one that looked terrible on me and that's how I learned I was cool toned it's so weird isn't it because I was thinking
1: about like you know when I actually started doing my makeup because even the way like wearing a flick now, I think I've worn it like that since I was like fourteen, and I don't That's know. I, d- I don't know where that started. I'm when trying to think about I was, 14, about it, I was like... still
0: wearing Constance Carol yeah, roll-on Carole- lip balm, and then
1: I never wore any foundation. Though. I never wore foundation. I just literally wore like a flick. And I don't even know if I wore mascara when I was really little, but I did wear mascara. It was all, and
0: I wore it I think all I wore over wore clear my face. Mascara. I thought, like, I that had was clear really cool. Brow gel. I did mask all my mascara because I was just dodgy, cheap market makeup. Yes, same smeared here. all over your face. It was no good. I just think I look at kids now who they're spoiled. They, yeah, my cousins who are like fourteen and fifteen, and they look like. Goddesses, and I just like
1: you're all Instagram babes. It's yeah. not fair. You need to go through a bad phase. Go and
0: buy some orange <laughs> blusher and some manky. I I really, I remember in the 90s, the mid 90s, and I was far too young and I was reading all these magazines, and the nude lip was in with like, the dark lip bare, liner. Like, it was just the nude lip at the time, oh, just a very, okay. very bare, bare face, Concealer lip. moss type thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I want that lipstick. So I saved up my pocket money, and we had a little shop in the village. That sold sold bits and pieces and they had one and it was collection 2000 i think and i was like i'm gonna get that and i went and bought it and i was so proud of myself and that was (laughs) the dodgy shop where i bought all my sketchy stuff with my pocket money (laughs) and it and i daubed it over my face and my lips disappeared and i was i looked ridiculous because it was concealer it wasn't lipstick it was a concealer but i thought i looked incredible
1: yes fashion forward never
0: left the house no obviously
1: well I remember the dark lip pencil coming in Ugh. in the late 90s yeah. with the concealer and yeah, I remember this was seeing 95
0: like 94 well I'm gonna use the word
1: snog right now because snog. I remember um at a, a, a disco mm-hmm. there was a girl kissing a boy and bless his heart he had like dark lip pencil oh, all over his face I think shot, it was like off. Laval cheap yeah. knockoff
0: <laughs> <laughs> the body shot one I remember being really good yeah. But yeah my mom was she was very good at. once i got old enough it was kind of like okay if you want to go to school looking like that yeah go crazy yeah um and my grandmother i will say was very good at teaching me about my skin they were good. both of my grandmothers were very into their skincare and then i had yeah. one who was very much old school glamour she always wore long makeup and yeah all her makeup with skin and skincare were all long yeah um And she took very careful, you know, she went to the salon every week and got her hair done. And I genuinely believed she was naturally had jet black hair right up until (laughs) she was in her 70s. And then like my granddad got sick and she couldn't go to the hospital one week. And I was like, dad, Nana's hair's gone gray overnight. And I had to take me to one side and go, Lindsay. Think about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know she said, that hot brush was never not plugged in. Like that's what I learned from Nanagel. Like it. the hot brush, prop brush <laughs> was never not on. The house always smelled like hairdressers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mom was very much like, leave it. She just wasn't interested, and yeah. she's never really was. Like she would just do lipstick at best. She never put yeah. anything on her eyes. Um, but I think that's so interesting now. So how that's going to reflect in our friends' kids? Yeah. And in kids that are growing up now, because are they gonna feel more pressure? Are parents gonna feel pressure to show their kids how to do it properly? Are they gonna feel like they need to let them make mistakes? Mm. Are they gonna stop them having access to it? You know, it's gonna be like mobile phones. It's like, when do you when say does they draw the
1: line? You yeah. can
0: and can't do this. I think like we were saying, when you
1: kind of go over the top with your makeup in your teenage years, it looks bad. <laughs> generally it looks bad but so I, think I think that should be made to well happen. and that's the thing i, I look <laughs> back and it's more like oh bless it's not like wow she looks hot whereas i know now when i see you know friends with their child, like children that are coming into their teens and they fully have like ghds and, yeah. and i mean the problem is as well it's all within um what's the word like it, it, i think the fact
0: is like we've never we knew different and yeah. they've never known and they've different. never known different yeah my friend has um her niece is she must be four or five now but she is a wannabe beauty blogger slash yep. blogger at four or five. And <laughs> she's very little and her yeah. makeup skills are likely better than mine. It's crazy. And it it's terrifies me. And my friend was very much, she was like, no, you can't do this. You're too young. And she yeah. would film stuff for her on her phone and just yeah. show it her on her phone. But she's already like, I want a YouTube channel because she knows what it is and she wants it. And she wants all the makeup that she sees because yeah. she's already seeing it. Yeah. And I just think I wanted it, but I didn't have access to, to the knowledge or to the media that you know I just saw my aunt doing it and wanted to do it like my aunt but if I'd had YouTube or I'd had as many magazines and things yeah I would have gone bonkers yeah and I think it's going to be so much harder now and you've got so much obligation and responsibility to teach your kids both how to do it and to teach them that it's not expected of them and yeah it's exactly
1: choice. it's like you can you can wear makeup but also you don't have to wear makeup either yeah. and it's not
0: yeah. whatever society tells you you should be doing that's not a thing and it's yeah. like don't do this just because everyone else is telling you that you should or you feel that you should only do what you feel passionate about doing Definitely. i think that's gonna be so hard to teach today's kids all we can do is try Oh, we can do it. Sorry. Says me. We've just spent twenty minutes talking about an urban decay <laughs> cover-up. Panic. Go. Hashtag oh, enabler. It's dead good though. But don't feel like you've got to. But it's dead good. But though. it's dead good though. Yeah. I think it's an interesting topic. And okay. what do you guys think? Like, what
1: did you learn from your mums? Do you feel like it's so much different nowadays compared to when yeah. you were growing up? Because, I mean, it, it is. It just, like I said, the fact I'm a YouTuber. Like, I never realised as a makeup artist YouTube was something I would go into. Yeah. And I still really enjoy it, but it wasn't planned. It no. kind of just happened. So I think it's time for Highlight of the Week, Lindsay. Highlight what is your of the highlight? Week.
0: Highlight like of the week. Someone's
1: got to pretend to I want to like Greece, where it's like, bing bong bing. bing bong, bong, we should bing, bong, get one of the little bong, bong, xylophone. Bong,
0: bong, bong. Yes, Oh, that was... Brownie bells. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> things just come at you. Um so highlight of the week. I think there was one thing that we wanted to both mention, which is um I this is not a new product, although they have been some it's brand extensions. I still haven't managed to get my dirty mitts on them. It is, I was doing my makeup this morning. I'm just saying it. it is, and then not tell you. <laughs> I was doing my makeup this morning and I grabbed my hourglass ambient blush in Ethereal Glow and um I put it on and it made me so happy. It was such a cheerer-upper. Yeah. It was one of those products that makes you just go, oh, because it just pops and it's yeah. so pretty. Um, I have Ethereal Glow, which is the um, bluish pink with sort of a... You've nearly hit pan, Lindsay. I've nearly hit pan and I'm very excited about that because I never enough. hit pan because um, I'm such a product whore. But I love this. It's genuinely, I think, my favorite ever blusher. It is the perfect so shade good. on my skin for whatever makeup else I'm wearing. I will always... If I don't know what else to do or I'm not trying something else, this will be my go-to. It's such a perfect, pale, pretty pink um, for fair skin tones. I could not love it more. It always looks natural. It never yeah. needs any special work or yeah. terrible blending. It just it's always looks... fail-safe. Yeah, yeah agreed. I, everything I love about it. It's, it's obviously so a spendy good. product. I know that. Um, but there's a really great mirror in the lid, which is always handy. There is a decent amount of product in Yeah, there.
1: I mean, mine mine have lost. You know, I have the uh, Trio palette in my Pro Kit yes. and it gets so much use and it's still going strong. And sometimes I swish the products together. Sometimes I yeah. use them individually. And I feel like you always get that nice... Like you said, a, a subtle, subtle sheen to the skin. Yes. It never looks flat, and I think yep. that's what's so good about them. It
0: just—it's genuinely a my face but better product. Yeah, and I was looking. I had a million things to talk about this week, and I was just thought, like, you know, this is the one thing that I've picked up in such a long time that's made me smile. Yeah, and I've been using that's it so nice. much, it would be terrible not to use it, not to mention it. So thanks, Hourglass. You yeah. are our highlight of the week. Highlight of the week. Um, uh, what are you <laughs> picking this week <laughs> as your one? Well, that was our joint one. That was our joint um, one. Um, I I'm torn. I
1: want to say the Kate Somerville one because I love it, but I will highlight another product because we have given that a lot of love, yeah. the Kate Somerville. So one that um is a, I believe they're a British company. I will correct it in the notes if I'm wrong, is Arc Skincare, and this is their Skin Essential Skin Protector SPF 30 primer. A lot of love for SPF today. I feel like since I've lived in LA. I've really upped my game with SPF yep. because I do know it's my skin needs more hydration and I'm spending more time in the sun than maybe I realized I would, which sounds silly. When
0: Even you being in country. the car, the sun's getting you.
1: Yes, so this is lovely. It's formulated for all ages and what I love about this is no chalky whiteness. Ooh. It's like a smooth, have a play, have a play Miss Um It's very... <laughs> It's very thin in consistency and as the name would suggest it's a primer so it helps longevity of your makeup but I find what's nice about this is it doesn't interfere with whatever foundation you're using so you can use a matte foundation and it will stay matte you can use a dewy foundation and it will stay dewy I really like yeah this. it doesn't really like add anything extra other than do its job really well and you've got SPF 30 and my experiences with primers when they start adding a lot of SPF particularly when it's a cream you do start to get that kind of Chalky white layer that you have to really work in, yeah. and this just seamlessly blends into the skin. So um, that for me is my highlight of the week, and it has natural ingredients as well, um, free from parabens, lanolin, mineral oil, etc. So a lot of the nasties are taken out, which is nice. And again, I don't think this is—it's you know, not like a mainstream brand, so it's nice to give a bit of yes. love to um, bespoke brands that yeah, are doing things I like that a lot. very
0: well. Um, when I first pumped it out, I thought it was going to because it's so. White, it's yeah, so opaque white, but it spreads like just a dream, like and it's yeah. absolutely nothing on my hand now. And Completely it smells disappears. lovely. Um, I love yep. that, I'm definitely going to get myself mm. some of that. Um, yeah, same. I i <laughs> had so many things to <laughs> talk about, and I can't choose one because I'm a nightmare. Um, well, it was just spf's another honorable mention. Um, La Roche posay <laughs> I was in the desert for four days and I hammered the Anthelios XL, uh, 50 plus ultralight lotion. Had it I love this all as over well. me chops every day. Yeah. Didn't burn didn't burn i would put that on in the morning under my makeup and then i would use the kate somerville throughout the day so clever and i did not i mean you can see there's no burning ain't no burn no she's still ivory pale (laughs) ivory pale (laughs) but working it casper like if you will yeah um and i love that so much and i did notice they've just brought out um you know the ethaclar range that they do for acne prone skin there's an spf there now amazing
1: that's such good news because i love that range yeah
0: i do have you used the bb cream the blur cream no but I mean Effaclar I duo like plus that.
1: is one that I really recommend to a lot of models you know especially if they have scarring from acne yeah. it's so su- it really is one of those products that is almost it's underpriced for what it does like yes. it's such yeah. a good value product so a lot of love for La Roche-Posay do
0: you check check out that BB cream that's I got a blur do. in it i been interested okay. it's a bit too warm for me okay um, but I'll I give think it a go. you might love it because mm. I love the finish of it enable me anyway yes um but (laughs) my highlight my actual highlight of the week i said earlier i wouldn't review the kate somerville face cream that was 250 dollars until i knew for sure it was worth 250 dollars to me yes so take that in mind when i about to recommend a really spendy dry shampoo because we all know dry shampoo can be bought for pennies in supermarket three for two batiste Quid a bottle, whatever, and that's usually what I use. I love a bit of Batiste, I always stock up when i'm at home because you can get it here now, but yeah. it's like ten dollars instead of oh, three. Quid. I haven't actually looked how it's much it coming is coming down, but it's still pricey. Still pricey. Um, I was given this by a PR, so full disclosure. Um, it's the Moroccan oil dry shampoo for light tones. It says it's soft, silky feel, enhances blonde tones. Now, I was like, eh, dry shampoo is dry shampoo. They've just given it the Moroccan oil scent, put it in a nice can. And I'm not really, you know, that will be all it is. So I didn't even try it at first. Yeah. Um. And then I ran out, and I had it with me. I was like, okay, give it a shot. I. It's nearly all gone. That's you can't impressive. tell. That I'm shaking it at the microphone. <laughs> and it's telling you nothing. You forget when we podcast. Just <laughs> like shaking it with a really like, look like proud look on my face going look mm. um just so you know give you a visual uh it's so good they have a brown hair version too um but the light tones which is what i've been using cuz i'm currently blonde blonde and pink pink and blonde mm-hmm. um it's so good because not only is it a really effective dry shampoo that does work it yeah. genuinely genuinely it doesn't do that thing where it just masks the oil it makes your hair feel clean Clean, yeah and I as I was in the desert four days and I took this with me and I only washed my hair once um, because <laughs> I was using this on the roots and then I used the bumble and bumble the new dry oil Ooh, uh, amazing. yeah yeah dry oil end spray um on the ends and just didn't need to wash my hair for four days and it was pretty magical let amazing. me tell you so it genuinely works as a dry shampoo. There is a helicopter above. I don't know if they're coming from Moroccan oil to correct <laughs> me while <laughs> I talk about this. It's possible. Um, but it's also got um, the color of it. It's actually a lilac. It's actually a purple colored Which is very product, clever. Which is so clever. So it eliminates brassy tones when you spray it through blonde hair it makes it look blonder so and clever. it's genius and yeah. i'm sure lots of people are doing this and maybe this is just the first time i've seen one that does it and does it well it's the first time i've seen it uh, yay, Woo. yay. <laughs> but it's just so good and yep. i know it's more expensive than your average dry shampoo and i'm not saying everyone should run out and buy it tomorrow but if you're looking to spend a bit of money treat yourself if you use dry shampoo a lot and if you're very if you're blonde and you find that your blonde gets brassy this is definitely such a good option. Yeah. It cleans your hair. It doesn't leave a residue in there. It doesn't make it feel dry. It doesn't make it feel like there's buildup. It just makes it feel clean and fresh. The scent of it is really pretty. And the... Um, the lavender lavender violet purple i'm using every possible word for purple yeah um, those it is tones... very subtle it's yeah not it's very like, subtle yeah. it doesn't make your hair purple you can't spray it's the way like purple. a toner would
1: make your hair blonder yeah. yeah
0: so that's it from us for this week we'd
1: love it if you would give us some ratings and feel free to give us some stars that'd be amazing i'd
0: especially like five stars i would
1: really love five if stars you would i'm not gonna lie that would be lovely if you
0: love us at all or even just find us mildly entertaining please it would stars. make us so happy
1: yeah so you You can find us on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, Um, we're also in SoundCloud, we're pretty
0: much everywhere. So go check it out and um share the love. Share the podcast love. Please do. And of course, you can find us as always on all the usual social media channels. So I'd say we're most often on Twitter. And you can find us um at at Harry Makes It Up and at Lindsay Kelk or at full coverage pod. We'd love to hear your questions. Get caught up on the conversation. If you want to chat to us about the products that remind you of your mums and your dads, know. we'd love to have a chat about that. But I think that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for
1: listening and um, we'll see you soon in another fortnight for the next episode of Full, Full Coverage. Coverage! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.